Making time for the relationships in our lives is critical to our happiness, fulfillment and success. From an intimate relationship with our partner, relationships with our family and friends or working relationships in business, those relationships start with us. As women in small business, we often don't find or make the time to dedicate to the relationship we have with our significant other, much less ourselves. Welcome to the Hot and Healthy in Business podcast, bringing you the secrets to burning bright, not out in business. I'm your host, Belinda Hyde, best known as Bindi, Creative Communications Director for Hot and Healthy in Business. Join me for courageous conversations with experts, thought leaders and business owners about the mindset, fuel and success strategies needed to be sustainably successful as a woman in small business today. Mel Balmont is one of our very own hot and healthy in business expert contributors when it comes to relationships. She's a multi-award winning coach known as the Relationship Architect and believes all successful relationships start with ourselves. If you need to rediscover who you are, rekindle what you want, and are ready to redesign your life with passion and absolute certainty, then you need to get in touch with Mel. Welcome, Mel. How are you going? A bit warm, actually. A bit warm. It is a bit warm today, isn't it? I don't check temperatures, but I know it's hot. Yeah. Well... From where you're from, it must be hot. Um, can you tell us um, uh, how your path led you to becoming a relationship architect? Short answer or long answer? Oh, shortish. Medium answer? <laughs> uh, um, uh, through my own journey of healing, I uh, inadvertently discovered my life purpose. Mm. Didn't know what that meant when I was downloading this information from um, myself yeah. in a meditation, um, I was told that I was to teach and I had wisdom to share. And at the time, I didn't know what that represented. Yeah. Uh, that was about five years ago. Um, and then through a series of circumstances that life tends to send us, mm-hmm. um, I was made unemployed. Oh. From the corporate space. Yeah. A little bit of an icky situation. I know what that's like. It's awful. Right. Yeah. Probably could take them to court, but I'm not going to bother because yeah. I'm a high vibrating, happy individual. Yeah. Because it's led me to what I do. So to answer your question is, a set of circumstances led me here. Mm. And I inadvertently was helping people with coaching. It started as a relationship, pardon me, as a dating consultant to men. Yeah. Uh, the men weren't great at forward. The men weren't great at coming forward for help. Yeah. And so that evolved. I did a pivot 18 months ago um, and focused more on women and included relationships. So it's all the same sort of advice. It's just different messages so you're giving. a more holistic approach. Definitely. Mm. Definitely more holistic, actually. Nice. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I'm curious then to know who your key clients are. You said you work with women more now. And, and what do they most commonly um, come to you for? Can you give us some insights I'll around that? do my best. <laughs> um, so I principally coach high-achieving forward thinkers. Um, and that is because they are more um, prone to taking action. Mm-hmm. They're more what us coaches call coachable. 
Um, and there's a lot of people who like to blame the world and everybody else about their set of circumstances and they're very hard to work with. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you've given advice to someone and you know it can help them and they don't take it and neither wins. Yeah. There's yep. no reciprocity. The, the giving and taking is left empty and mm. unreceived. So um, high achieving, high uh, thinkers who want more from life but actually have an awareness that something's missing already. Yeah. They don't know what it is. Yeah. And so with with those being um, high-achieving women per se, yes. um, a lot of those would have their own small business or, or something like that? Yes, sorry. So yeah. who else do I serve? So it doesn't matter whether they're dating, whether they're married, divorced. The work I do is the same. Yep. Um, the programs get slightly adapted depending on what the focus is. Um, but the, the career... Um, solopreneurs, it doesn't actually matter who they are as long as from life they feel there's something more than getting in a box yeah. to go and work in a box yeah. and tick some boxes. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was my background. So yeah. I, And I think that's the other reason why I work with particularly those kind of corporate yeah. ideas. Cause you can I identify with it. Completely get where they're coming yeah. from and get that sense of something's missing, something mm. more. I'm earning really great money, yet why am I not feeling fulfilled? Mm. That's a really awful thing to be faced with. I know, I know what that's like. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't have it until I fell into the coaching space. Yeah. I didn't realise that I wasn't fulfilled back then. Yeah. So I, I, I knew something wasn't... I thought there was something more, but I thought it was the next design of shoes. or mm. I, It was always very material. Yeah. And it wasn't until I came into the co coaching space that I realised that something was within missing. Yeah. So you found your purpose there in coaching. Yes, yeah. very, very much. And now I am so fulfilled, honestly, on a daily basis. I have such gratitude for finding what my true gifts were that were never really adopted and endorsed in the corporate space. Mm. They wanted me to be creative and bring efficiencies, but they didn't really then implement them. Mm. I was always meant to work for myself. Yeah, I think a lot of us are, you know, like particularly once you go through that corporate journey and then... You, you're like, there's got to be more than this. Yeah. And and not just from a, you know, a purpose perspective, but yeah, it's... I felt I was always ticking or going through the motions for my bosses because I yeah. was an exec executive assistant. And I felt it was always for their KPIs, mm. for their advancements. Yeah, I got really high, but I was just like... I didn't even get that performance award that I was promised because the overall company, it's like, I just worked my butt off mm. all year and my boss is really happy, but the corporate enterprise doesn't have the budget to pay me for yeah. my efforts. That doesn't sit well with me anymore. <laughs> um, now, um, you see all kinds of people, obviously. Um, and is it, it, do you deal with their um, relationships with their partner as well as their relationship with themselves? Um, I do do some couples work. Um, I don't do couples counseling. I want to be clear. Right, yeah. I'm a life coach okay. and a coach in case people don't understand is somebody who helps you facilitate to find your own answers. Sure. Whereas counseling has a different approach altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do do, but I, I, I bring a couple together and we find out what the issues are. Mm -hmm. Then I work separately. Gotcha. Um, and principally now I work with women who are struggling in their relationships or are single and, and want to understand or debrief on their past relationships. Yep. And what I principally teach is understanding who you are, 
because when you work out who you are, you can re-spark your passion mm. for life and create that magnetism which people are wanting, even in an existent relationship. Mm -hmm. How can you draw out the future if you've got some history with your partner? It can get stale. Yeah. How do you re-spark that passion for life? And it's not about sex. It's not even a. It's about connection, but it's actually about the life aspiration, which is why I call myself an architect. Is yeah. you design your life with your partner in mind, but it has to be based on yourself. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Um, but really, then, it's getting back to your relationship with yourself, isn't it? 1,000%. <clears throat> All relationships have to start with our own relationship <clears throat> with ourselves. If you're saying to yourself on a daily basis, multiple times a day, that you're not good enough, I don't like myself, I, why would you even think that, anything negative, that kind of relationship, those thoughts translate and the energy is carried into a romantic relationship mm. oh that's just and and then what happens is you're expecting your partner or hoping your partner will build you up mm. because you don't feel happy within yourself and you're relying on someone else for happiness yeah oh a bit of pressure there yeah and so generally what happens then when you you try and fill those holes with the love you think you're getting from someone else, it just all tends to fall apart, doesn't it? Well, that staleness I just mentioned mm. will happen. And then, so quite often clients will come to me at that crisis point where we're at breaking point or we have broke up or we're in a timeout. I really want to get back with my husband, partner, boyfriend, whatever. And through the discussions, we find out what's really missing. Mm. And quite often it's the sense of not being comfortable with themselves. Yeah, Loneliness is... It's, oh, it's a critical issue in society. Yeah. We are more disconnected than ever. Um, the Harvard study on adult development, I think it's still ongoing, but it's the longest study ever run. And it shows as a byproduct, the results were that connections were an absolute impact on how you lived and how long you would live. Mm. So how happy you were... Mm has an impact on how long you live, how long you have left on this planet. That makes sense. <laughs> it does, but it's, it's kind of shocking that yeah. if you're feeling lonely, you have anxiety. There's something missing. Yeah. And so you're walking about life feeling empty, feeling broken, feeling that you're the cause of something. Mm. And that, of course, increases anxiety and happiness. And that's it. A lot of single people, like, they're, they're, they're lonely and they they think what they're missing is that other person in their life when all along it's actually a part of them that yeah. they need to look at. When I have um, a healing session with a client and I help them connect with their higher self or their, or their self or source or God, whatever it is for them, there's always tears involved for yeah. the first time. Because to see that there's unconditional love within... Mm. It's just, I've never felt that way. Yeah. It's shocking. I, I had the same experience myself. And just realizing I had that much love mm. for myself that I was rejecting or blocking. And then when I worked out that stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I have all this love to yeah. give. <laughs> I'm not missing. I have more I want to share. And, mm. and that's the space I was dating from when I met Reagan was I've just got more than I can handle. <laughs> Who wants to take some of this on board? And that's what we want. That's what we want. Magne magnetic singles. Mm. That is where, like, somebody who's got their stuff together, that's the kind of single we want to date, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because you can, you can just see it in them, can't you? It's just like they... It's palpable. It's beaming out of them. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel a magnetic person walking in the room. Yeah. Whether they're married or otherwise. I'm often asked if I'm single. I take really? that as a comment. Often I'm approached. I was speaking to a guy at Nando's. Nando's. <laughs> at the high highway truck stop. And I, I stopped off because it was very late. And I'm like, I have to get something to eat. And the guy had such a great personality. Yeah. I'm, I would... Some people would call me flirty. I just feel I'm a very friendly, completely comfortable with yeah. who I am. Yeah. And um, at the end of this exchange, I was, I'm vegetarian, so I was asked what the options were and blah, blah, blah. And he went, good choice, good choice. Everything I was saying, he was like, that's a good choice. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> and at the end, he went, my goodness, you've just made my day. You're so, and he used the word, you're so charismatic. And I'm like, you have no idea. That's what I try and emanate every mm. day. So that was nice, just in a everyday experience see you're meant to run into him mm, mm. quite possibly yes mm. now um at what point in a relationship does someone come and see you um is it when they're facing divorce or their things aren't going so well or they've just had a breakup or they're looking for a relationship or there's all kinds of combinations here yeah, I, I'm. I nearly put myself the coaching hat on. So, what do you think the answer is? Um, all of the above. All of the above, and actually not. Mm. So, I I've heard this a few times. I listen to a lot of international um, podcasts mm-hmm. and and YouTubes, and and particularly in America, because everybody's got psychologists mm. and it's just normal over there. Sorry, that was a bad accent. Um, the mindset about having a life coach is just so much more acceptable it's more mainstream yeah so over here what i find is people often even when i've told them what i do still think i'm a cancer or a therapist yeah i'm an energy healer yes so some people might call that a therapist um but what i have found is people aren't comfortable to ask for help until it's crisis broken yeah then they'll go to a doctor. Mm. Whereas the right time is something's not quite right. Yep. I'm not sure what that thing is. But that's okay because you're in the middle of it. You're the human. You're not supposed to necessarily get it straight away. Otherwise, you'd be an enlightened human. Mm. Um, so the right time to come is when you sense that something's not right, something's mm. niggling, or if you're, God forbid, having thoughts about cheating. Mm. If you're looking and admiring somebody that you know you wouldn't like them doing, that's the time. Right. Catch it when it's early, before disrespect starts to come in, before trust is threatened, Mm. before temptation arises. Yeah. But unfortunately, your question is, when do people come to me as as it actually is? Usually when it's at crisis point or over. A little bit too late, yeah. Yeah. Um, So for women in small business, Mm. um, they've got so many things they're juggling, right? They're... You know, they often find um, their relationship with their significant other can tend to, like, go on the back burner along with so many other things that are deemed less important. Um, and they've got a growing list of priorities. Um, they, they overwork to compensate. And they, they've got this never-ending struggle, like, and they they just are trying to make ends meet. Um, they often end up burnt out, mm. and that also impacts their relationship. Um 
what kind of strategies would you recommend um, for women in small business that they could put in place to make sure that love doesn't come last? Wow. You should get a job as a coach. Yeah, maybe. You've got a lot of the concepts in there yeah. that is the issues. Mm. Um, the reason I like working with high achievers is because they usually are in overwhelm. They want to get stuff done yeah. and they take on too, more, yeah. too much. Um, and what I've done is I've, break, I've broken it down into there are five main elements of any relationship, professional, family, it doesn't matter. Relationships is where two people are humaning. Yeah. Um, we're having a relationship right now. We are. Yeah. On a podcast. <laughs> on, a, on, the, on this moment right yeah. now. Over the airwaves. Yes. Um, and it's how we build these five aspects into a relationship. So I'll, I'll explain what they are. And then the question or what I would suggest to the listeners is have some self-reflection mm. where of these five aspects do you know because we're smarter than we really always acknowledge where do you know you're going wrong where where the oh yeah i think that could be my issue mm. and then take steps to look at replacing it so let me let me explain <laughs> so first you need to be self-accountable yep part of me you've got to put yourself first and then you're self-accountable yeah so if you are, as we mentioned earlier, relying on someone else for your happiness, mm -hmm. that's the fundamental problem right there. Yeah. And if you're not happy, then you need to address, like you mentioned, how are you feeling your life? Yeah. If you are so busy to avoid getting in touch with self, to spend time with self, which is uncomfortable for a lot of people, then you, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. These are all red flags. Um, and then the self-accountability. So if you are having those thoughts about, I don't know, going for dinner with somebody in the office that you know really isn't platonic, mm. um, you don't have to admit that externally, but be aware within yourself that there are things that probably need to be addressed, even if you do that behind the privacy of a professional door. Yeah. Have some accountability. Mm. And then that can lead into the other aspect of, if you're disrespecting your partner, if you are having your behaviors impact how you are treating your other party, your other half, your better half, whatever phrase you want to use, <laughs> that's a sign that something's not right within yourself. Yeah. So have some accountability that someone needs to change. Hmm. Um, the third one is honesty. Yeah. You got to speak up. Yeah. So if you're not happy, if you're feeling underappreciated, if you're feeling undervalued, mothers feel this all the time, mm. um, that you have no time for yourself, any yeah. of that stuff, you've got to speak up because the next issue is respect. Mm. If you're not speaking up, the disrespect will start to come through and that is where it all starts to unravel. Yeah. That lack of respect is, it's not the red flag. That's yeah. where it starts to... Too late. Uh, never too late. Mm. I get what you're saying. Um, but it's like, crisis yeah. beginning to be needed and then the last one is the vulnerability to come forward and say this is why mm. i haven't been sharing these desires to start my own business or i haven't been sharing that i'm overwhelmed about all these things i'm that i've chosen to take on because i'm a high achiever yeah um i haven't shared them because i feel like a failure you've mm. got to come forward and not only speak your truth but share the scary stuff or the fears mm. that are going on so all of those elements and they're not in order yeah there are different ways they can play out in different aspects of our life. Now, how does that play out for um, 
people, particularly women in their own business, mm. we nearly always use OPPs. Yep. What's other, an OPP? Other people's priorities. Right. We are nearly always living our life through expectation put upon us by other people's priorities. Mm. Very true. So how can you make your life easier as a, a solopreneur, as a mompreneur, whatever kind of career woman you are, is where are the expectations of where you should spend your time being used? Mm. Do I don't have enough time to go to the gym. So, so frequent. Yeah. Time is a perception. Mm. What we do with it is how we choose to spend it. And if we choose to make other people's priorities our priorities, we're undervaluing ourselves. So that's the big thing is, is time. Time is the, the most valuable asset we could have, right? Because of that, because of the Harvard, Harvard study, I'm Scottish, I roll my R's, <laughs> um, I created the time calculator. And yeah. what that showed us was how much time we're spending on stuff. Mm. And I've broken those stuff categories down. You can just plug in the numbers and it tells you in days and years how many you have remaining both before retirement and then the adjustments after retirement. That scares me. <laughs> it is very scary. Very Ooh. scary. You're like, oh my God, I only have X amount of days or years free. Wow. To invest in my relationship, to invest in myself. Mm. I've got shit I want to do before I die. I've got shit I want to do before I retire. Yeah. So that could be a big paradigm shift, particularly for women who are overwhelmed. Um, and facing burnout, they'd be like, well, I'm putting so much of my time and effort into things that are low value and that really aren't sparking joy in me. Um, sorry, I'm using Maria Kondo's speak. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, like, they're wasting that much time on things that really aren't lighting them up. What, you know, that's really going to give them that shift. I just want to respond because they don't realise that it's not bringing them joy. No. They think that, Responding to the kids' needs particularly, and this is this is controversial because I'm not a mother, mm. um, but all of my clients, every single one of them is a mother. Yeah. So I get where they're coming from. They tell me their issues, and nearly 70% of the time is focused on keeping their children happy. Mm. Um, as a coach, I, I bring forward the suggestion that if you're not happy, if you're running around stressed like a blue arse fly, they are not truly happy. Yeah. So your desire to help them and do things for them is contra—it's it, contradictory mm. because the kids know that you're stressed. The kids are hearing you yell on the phone or tell them that they, you haven't got enough time. They're energetically mm. resonating on whatever you're putting out there. Mm. They pick up on that and they know that they're not getting the valuable time from you. All they want is to sit and hug sometimes. Yeah. And that, that, was, that came up in another conversation I had today with our holistic psychologist because mm -hmm. um, she's a mum and she finds that she gets the most value out of time with her kids when she's fully engaged in it and not just making it a passing thing. Absolutely. So that's, that's I think, the big difference there. Yay! The psychologist <laughs> and I are on the same page. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, completely, and, and it does back up that I might not be a mum, but I get the pressures yeah. of how they want their children to be happy. I yeah. get that. And yeah. We're not saying don't try and do that. But don't do it to the detriment of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're happy, I guarantee you can spot a happy mum in the crowd and their kids are happy too. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so any other tips on um, avoiding love coming last for the ladies? Uh, it's more of a philosophy. Mm -hmm. 
that I'd like to kind of pitch out there. Just going to lob over the tennis fence, all right? So I'm guessing Mm. if you've got an intimate partner, even if it's just a lover, let's just go, you know, just the friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. You'd probably do your deeds somewhere. Somebody's home is used, I would assume. You're going to let somebody into your home in some capacity into your heart, into your mind, into your body. Mm -hmm. You've got to understand why you're doing it. Mm. I forgot the question. (laughs) Tips on on love coming last or not coming last. (laughs) So if you've chosen whatever duration this person is in your life... Mm. There, there, you've got to really embrace that this is a decision. It's not something that's happening to you, or if it is, you should maybe make some different choices. But love coming last is you prioritizing mm. your needs, your heart below everything else. Yeah. And the regrets of the dying, highest one is they regret living a life by someone else's expectation. Mm. So if you've got a lover who's constantly demanding coming over at 11 o'clock at night when you want to be sleeping, Mm. say no. Mm. I want to say that really loudly again. It's like, (laughs) no, say no. Even if you're really lonely and you Uh, think it's going to fill that void. No, it doesn't. It leaves you empty because you're being used. Mm. You're allowing yourself to be used. And it's not a genuine connection then either if it's like that. So why are you doing it? Why? Because they're lonely. Mm. Poor loves. I'm here for you. <laughs> so, for those of us that are single, like myself, okay. um, there there are obviously huge benefits in engaging your services if we're trying to uh, get ourselves sorted. You should um, have seen the, just the action she just did there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what steps do you take to help singles to deal um, with what's holding them back from finding the love they want in their life? It's very similar work to those who are in any sort of relationship already. It all comes back to, as we said, self, but principally it comes back to usually a damaged or completely disassociated sense of identity. Mm-hmm. People don't know who they are at, at a soul level. What's their purpose in life? And I'm not talking about what's my purpose in life or woo woo guru. Mm. No, what, what are you here to contribute? And, and that is a human need is to contribute and be part of something yeah. bigger than themselves. So if you don't know what that is, you have a sense of disconnect. If you only see yourself as a mother, if you only see yourself as a divorcee, if the way you first introduce yourself to Mm. someone is one of those labels, there's an identity issue. Mm -hmm. How I help is really defined. And actually it's awesome because it's a clean slate. We understand, we unpack, and we, we resolve if need to what happened in the past. We hopefully distill the lessons that needed to come out of those imago matches. We'll Mm -hmm. come back to that if you wish. Um, And how can we apply all of that knowledge, all of that experience and design a life? So when you magnetically attract this guy, this person, this woman, whatever it is, whatever it is that came up right wrong with that. (laughs) Whoever it is. Whomever, male, female, depends on guys are listening to this. Um, that you're magnetically attracting this person, you, they're fitting into it. You know if they're a good fit for you because you've, you've worked out your values. You know what you're looking for. You know what you're not looking for. Mm. Um, and I have had a couple of clients who've started new relationships since we've worked, but they haven't adhered to their own deal breakers that they set right. up and established when we were single. Uh-huh. And they come back to me. It's like, we're having issues. It's like, well, tell me about this person. And it's like, okay, let's start with the deal breakers. Oh, yeah, they smoke. 
Ugh. And he's like, why are you prepared to go back on something that when you were single was a deal breaker? Mm. I don't declare it's a deal breaker. It's none of my business. Mm. Oh, because they're all this, this and this. Like, But deal breakers, by definition, can't be shifted on. Yeah. So that's the kind of work I do with um, the singles is really set the slate clean. You've got something that's designed that somebody fits in. So they're not either going to pick you up and, and repair you. No, you come up to those vibrations healed already. Mm. Mm. Sounds interesting. <laughs> um, so uh, what can you do to help women in small business when it comes to relationships to help them succeed uh, in their field? The main thing is to come with a real sense of self, of knowing who you are, um, and when you're doing that on any level of relationship, so if you're looking at doing a joint venture or any sort of collaboration, by knowing what you're bringing to that kind of relationship, um, so knowing who you are and what you can bring to any sort of relationship, whether that's a client relationship, whether it's a joint venture, business has many different types of humaning that we need to do. Um, so the strategies are, do you understand when you've been taken for granted? Do you understand perhaps uh, if clients are being more needy and you don't know how to stand up for yourself so that you're giving more than you really want to? Your time might be getting hijacked. We all have or have had those needy over expectation oh, clients. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. <clears throat> so if I have a past experience um, that's holding me back for some reason... Um, and it keeps coming up when I go into a new relationship. Mm -hmm. um, what can you do to help me move beyond that? Perfect question, because <laughs> I mentioned um, Imago matches, and this yeah, is Yeah, so what, what is. is that? Um, it's just what you said. It's the pattern that... Um, well, okay, no, I'll backtrack. Imago matches are the people we have relationship with, again, any type of relationship, and they are there to show you what you most need to learn about yourself. A beautiful Imago match is when you're equally showing, reflecting, and learning from each other. Right? That's a healthy relationship yeah. that has strong Imago match. Um, so how can you stop the past recurring? Yeah. Well, you, professional help can help if you can't see it, or you're ignoring your friends who usually are telling you <laughs> what the pattern is. Um, sometimes if you're polarizing, it's not obvious what that pattern is so you're going from one extreme of maybe they were smoking before I'm never going to date a smoker yeah. again and now you're with a health freak who has no life because <laughs> all they do so that's called polarizing right but what you really want is somebody who's somewhere in between and balance and the in the same value of being healthy as you so the the pattern is what what broke not a good use of word but what <laughs> broke that relationship up yep what was the cause of you not finding alignment of why you weren't right or good together? So if you can't get that pattern yourself, if you're not listening to the advice of the people who can see it on the outside, help, absolutely. That's what we're here for. We're looking with an objective view based on what you're telling us. Um, that's one aspect. The second aspect is flipping it on its head, like I said, and being really clear on, well, what do you want? If you don't want that, well, what is it you want? Yeah. Don't focus on the negative. Yeah. We know our thoughts create and manifest our reality. It's all subjective. 
So really then, you know, if, if you've had relation, if you have a pattern of having relationships where, um, people have been abusive to you or they've treated you badly, um, and that's been mainly the cause of why you've broken up mm-hmm. and it keeps happening and over and over again, that's something in yourself that you need to look at and that you're attracting, um, that you need to kind of deal with, right? Absolutely. And I'm just going to call it for what it is. I don't need to sugarcoat this. Somebody, if you're listening, if you're letting people treat you poorly to verbally, financially, um, emotionally, physically treat you with anything other than respect, you're allowing that to continue. You might break it up and then you might create the same but different situation again, but it's your self-worth. Yeah. You're not valuing yourself. You're not recognizing that you are worthy of more than that treatment. And a great piece of advice is how does this person treat their mother? Yeah. Yeah. How does this person treat animals? Yeah. The vulnerable. Those are the kind of really obvious signs that you need to watch because that's where you could end up yourself if they're already mistreating you. Wow. Self-worth. People hype on and and it's hard to see if you don't know what it means and you don't know that you're not allowing yourself to be treated well. But hopefully something of this resonates going, oh, he does treat his mother poorly or she does, you know, push the cat around or, you know, look for signs. Mm. Because there's a true trait that's underneath everything and masks and narcissism exists everywhere. So look for other ways. Look when their guards down. So identifying that, you know, you've got issues with your own self-worth mm. um, or how you see yourself. Um, is that something you can help people break through? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the call. It's one of the most fulfilling thing when somebody doesn't think highly of themselves and then has this paradigm shift or this aha going, wow, I let that happen to me. They didn't do it to me. I'm not a victim of them. I'm a victim of myself. Yep. It's, it's hard to be around because it, it, we want the best for everybody, but it's a beautiful moment when they get it for themselves because we can't save people. Mm. You can only save yourself. And it's really, you get what you accept, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> you really should be a coach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all over this. Um, so, um, what, what have been some of your key, um, success stories from clients? Oh, um, well, to keep it in the business thread, yeah. um, there was a client who came to see me uh, October last year. So it's about 14 months ago. Yeah. And she did my main program with me. And that was because her relationship was crisis. Right. He was telling her she couldn't communicate very well. Right. So she came to me. The relationship was teetering. And um, I need to learn how to communicate better because I'm causing all sorts of problems in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if any of your alarm bells are going off, but that language already was like, you're doing everything wrong. Okay, sweetheart, let's see what's going on. Um, We went through the activities and by the end of it, she um, identified her deal breaker. Mm. Two weeks later, this deal breaker took place. Oh. And that was, he texted another woman. Oh. And for some people that'd be, well, that's no big deal. For her, 
that's it. That's was, it. The trust was broken. Mm. But she had now learned about herself and her values and what was important to her. So she, her communication, she was still shy. Mm. But how she was able to say, you've broken my deal, breaker. Mm. This is no longer acceptable. This end, This ends the relationship. I'm making all the effort. I'm paying for all the coaching and you're not even meeting me halfway. Yeah. And now you're cheating on me. Wow. So what happened and how this relates to the business is she ended the relationship. Mm -hmm. She told me that there was a promotion coming up. And we went, do you want to go for it? Yes, but I don't think I'm ready. Blah, blah, blah. Four weeks later, she got the the, the pay rise, the increased responsibility, and her confidence skyrocketed. Wow. So by dealing with the silent stuff that was happening in the background that was keeping her vibration low, yeah, she wouldn't have gotten the job. She wouldn't have. She wasn't capable of performing at the level that would have been required yeah but also of, of believing it within herself and by breaking that relationship where her trust had been broken she was able to see herself in new light mm. and this is the kind of results that inner work can have on your business yeah your clients improve more opportunities present themselves doing the inner work is so much more important than doing the you know, massive forward action every day. Mm. Do the inner work. Set the intentions of how this is going to end up. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Um, so getting back to um, our, our key topic uh, for this particular episode Ooh. and the, um, the time, making time for relationships. Yeah. Um, what kind of tips can you um, give a woman in small business to do that? For herself or for her relationship? For her relationship and herself. Okay, well, they're different answers. <laughs> well, so. really for her relationship. Relationship. Yeah. Um, the, the best thing, it's simple, but it's hard at the same time. Right. All the good stuff is, right? Yeah. Um, if you spend your time in the evenings with a glass of wine, tuning out of your life by watching TV or some other unhelpful to building connections and rapport with your partner absolutely that's the first thing you need to change mm -hmm. i get it we're all exhausted at the end of the night the first thing we want to do after all the housework doing the dishes cleaning up blah 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 blah, putting kids to bed is relax with a glass of wine i get it i'm mm -hmm. not making it wrong but what you do with that 30 minutes half an hour 45 minutes whatever that small period of time is why would you not invest in that relationship, like I said earlier, that you've chosen to be with for the rest of your life, to let your heart yep. invest in it? And what that means is not how was your day. What do you want to achieve this year? Big, powerful questions around what's important to them. So make some plans together. Absolutely. Yeah. Or express what's important to you. If this is new to you, start small. I really want to... Start meditating for 10 minutes a day. Can you help me keep the bids occupied, <coughs> keep the kids occupied while I have 10 minutes to myself? Yeah. Because, sweetheart, if I have 10 minutes to myself, I'll come back more in tune, more mm. connected, more centered, and we'll have better time together. Because if you run ragged, the relationship can't benefit mm. from that. Totally. So my number one thing is how are you spending your time? Yes. Always comes back to time and the choices we make around OPPs and how you want to be with your partner. Mm -hmm. What kind of love relationship do you want? 
connected, mm. where you're on the same page, where you think the same. That takes effort. Yeah. Not every day. Yeah. I'm not saying you've got to give up every episode of <laughs> Game of Thrones. But, and here's a point. What are you watching? Game of Thrones, I refuse to watch. Yeah. It's violent. Mm. The threads and stories are aggressive. I don't, A, want to go to bed on that. That stuff creates dream. Nightmares. <laughs> dream energies from, yeah. But also, how is that representing in your relationship? Oh, yeah. If that's what you're sharing together. Yeah. Mm. Now, you might be debriefing going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe how they behave. Yeah. That can build you together. Mm. But then again, what energy are you going to sleep on? Yeah. If Wi-Fi waves affect our sleep, <sighs> do you think the other stuff we're watching affects our sleep and is addictive for a reason? Yeah. If you find that there is a breakdown in communication, which is really common, mm. um, it can take... Or, pardon me, you can benefit from taking some time to find something that's in common and then understand why you're not talking about it. Rebuild the rapport. We've talked about redesigning your life together and, and how you can build aspirations, but how do you address the issues? Mm. The <coughs> elephants in the corner of the room must be addressed. Yeah. If he spoke to you out of turn while he was stressed and tired last night, raise it today. Maybe not in a moment. I've got suggestions of how you have those difficult conversations. Um, but how you speak honestly, how you build and act with respect yourself, all of these things, all of these tips, and maybe that's not, you know, the one, two, three checklist that people all want. It's like, well, how, how are you showing up? Yeah. How are you doing it? Um, if you're frustrated coming home at the end of the day with an issue, how are you resolving that before you connect with your partner? Mm. Are you framing them up and saying, hey, I've had a really shitty day and I don't want to take it out on you. Um, can I just download for a couple of minutes, just get it out my system? Because it, it's still in your, it's still there. So mm. why don't you use that vulnerability and connect together over this issue? Yep. Even if they don't understand the people, the situation, this is supposed to be your heart partner. Yeah. And if you've got wounding in your heart, use them. Yeah. But let them know that you're using them, <coughs> coded marks, to um, download, to free up some positive energy. Yeah. So um, on a day-to-day on -day or, or week-to-week -week basis, do you, do you find that there's benefit in couples actually making like a date night or a date time or something like that? Um. Yeah, it works for some. It depends on lifestyle. I'm not against it at all. It can be um, a bit rigid. But yes, yeah. that's where I was going to lead. There's often parent committee stuff and, <laughs> um, you know, school activity, games, and there's there's usually a reason why we can put it off. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I don't make it a strategy. Yeah. It can be one of your tools. Mm. Um, every now and again, instead of, here's a, here is a tip, um, if Regan and I are a bit pressed for time and maybe we're getting takeaway, we will actually sit in the cafe or the restaurant or the Thai or whatever and we'll eat it there versus grabbing it and racing home with it. Yeah. We'll actually make it a mini date night Yeah. because it forces you to talk. And spend some time together. Hopefully you're not going <laughs> to sit on your phone and ignore one another like many couples do. But... It's finding the times in the in the in the busy hustle hustle of it all. Yeah, um, you've got, you've got to make it a priority. Yeah, and 
there's that, but then there's also, you know, in making time, um, getting rid of mobile devices, you know, particularly when it comes to bedtime, I think is a big one. Would you agree? I'm looking at you with, I just, like, seriously, you should become a coach. Um, <laughs> hey, did I mention I'm single? No. <laughs> uh, one, one of the great um, uh, advancements of our technology, uh, uh, one of the improvements of our lives was the smartphone mm. and how many people live with that by their bed yeah absolutely um we my value my number one uh, love language is quality time yeah mine too so uh, we 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 have this unsaid rule if i'm interrupting him while he's using his phone i'll let him know that when you finish what you're doing i'd like to talk to you yeah because sometimes he lives on his phone because he's got a lot of work he's yeah. got his own business as well but I'm not going to try and have a conversation with him whilst he's on the phone. We can't multitask. There's a myth. That's yeah. not true. We cannot multitask. Um, and as you say, eliminating the time you're doing that together mm. can build the rapport. It's it's so unhealthy to mm. be living an online life when you're living and you're in life right with person. <laughs> you got it. I've been in those relationships where you're like sitting on the couch watching TV and you're both sitting there on the phone. It's like, what are we doing? There's times when you can make that a thing. Yeah, but like you're if, just checked out. You're, if you're, that's your existence. You're totally checked out. And, yeah. and even then when it comes to going to bed or, or the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, like that's... Ugh. It's other people's priorities yeah. because when you're checking your phone, you're looking for the emails or for the notifications or whatever, which is always basic. You might need to do that for your business. You mm. might need to do that for your work. I would suggest first thing in the morning is not the right time. No, make some boundaries. Absolutely, mm. that's a great tip. You should mm. be a relationship. I'll just coach. give you your tips. Yeah, How does that's... that sound? <laughs> I didn't come prepared with those sorts of tips. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, magnetic relationships, mm-hmm. um, how can we get one and how can we keep one? Wow. She really wants the dating advice, doesn't she? <laughs> um, how do you get one? Well, you be magnetic and how do you do that? I've, I've given you all the answers now. So by knowing who you are, what you want from life, how you want to live and what kind of person you want to live with for the singles. And in theory, the same sort of questions in a relationship that's maybe gone a bit stale. That's how you're magnetic, yeah. by tapping into your passion, by finding something that fulfills you. Even if that's cooking your evening meal, if that's mm. your favorite thing to do, eliminate all distractions. Yep. Make that the thing that you reward yourself as a quality effort with. Mm. Um, how do you hold on to it? Stay magnetic. <laughs> so how, yeah. Don't, do you know magnets actually can deplete their energy? Really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I use magnets a lot in my um, examples and theories. Wow. Um, yeah, they can lose their strength. Damn. So how do you charge up being magnetic? Yeah, let's magnetic? charge it up. It's by doing stuff that makes you happy. Yay. Yay. It's not hard. Yeah. As you said, Maria Kondo, what sparks joy? I'm sure <laughs> this is now going to be a whole new trend uh. globally. What sparks joy? If your clothes folding sparks joy, then do that. Because the happiness resonates through your relationship. But most importantly, use those five requisites. If you're unhappy, speak up. Yep. If you are having doubts of any sort, if you are having thoughts that you know you shouldn't be, be self-accountable, even if you're not openly accountable. Address them, fix them. This is where magnetism comes from because there's no 
negativity. Mm. You're being positive. You're not attracting your negative partner. Don't take the analogy too far. <laughs> um, but how do you make, hold on to it? Yep. By not letting things go stale. By yeah. not brushing things under the carpet. And making the time and making the effort. You got it. Yay. I feel you've just gotten a half hour coaching for free there. <sighs> but everybody shared it with us though now. Was there someone listening? Yeah. <gasps> Privacy. <laughs> I'm very big on discretion. Well, I can say that we've done a joint top five tips for our women in small business. Absolutely. You help. So that they can have a, a February filled with love. Mel, it has been a pleasure, as always, to have you on Hot and Healthy in Business. Thanks. Now, you're one of our um, expert contributors. I am. In our Facebook group. Yes. Um, and what days can we find you in the Facebook group? On a Wednesday, Wednesday, I do a video in the morning and then I share a deeper, longer article in the afternoon. Awesome. So if you jump onto Facebook, you'll find us in the Hot and Healthy in Business group and uh, make sure you look out for Mel and her segments. So Mel, if people want to find out more about what you do and how can they get in touch with you? The Okay, so I like to give away a resource. Sure. And my time calculator is just changing people's perspectives of their life. So you can get that simply following the link, simply qtco.online forward slash time. Time. And from there you can find me, how you spell my name, which is too hard because <laughs> of my accent and I've got a funny name. Um, but you can get the links from there and you can find me on the social platforms. LinkedIn is a pretty good one. Yeah. So QT Consulting um, is where they can find you. Is that right, Mel? Yeah, my coaching practice. Um, I'm, I'm me and then I've got the business that um, all the services are delivered from. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now is your time to take action and stop being a best kept secret. Go to hotandhealthyglobal.com to join Visibility School to be seen, be heard and grow your business. While you're there, download your free copy of the Hot and Healthy in Business magazine, packed with tips and tools and inspiration to be hot and healthy in business. And don't forget to join us in the conversation in the Hot and Healthy in Business Facebook group. Until next episode, stay hot and healthy.